Resuming discussion of Sri Vishnu Sahasranama, name 801, Arika. The discussion of the name Arika taking the meaning to be the sun. Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is just like the sun. And in this series of talks, there's going to be discussion of various aspects of the sun, continuing discussion of the sun's illumination and how this is understood in relation to Krishna. I'm going to read from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 14. Those of you who have studied Bhagavatam well will know that Skanda 10, Canto 10, Chapter 14 is the prayers of Brahma to Krishna after Brahma had stolen the cows and cowherd boys of Krishna. So this is Canto 10, Chapter 14, Text 24. Brahma says to Krishna, Evang vidhang twam sakalatmanam api swatmanam atmatmataya vichakshate guravarka labdho panishat suchakshusha yete tarantiva bhavan ritam budhim. Guravarka. These are the words important for us here. Guravarka, that's a combination of the word guru and arka which is the very name we are discussing. Uh, the translation here of this verse, those who have received the clear vision of knowledge from the sun-like spiritual master, Guruvaka, can see you, Krishna, in this way as the very soul of all souls, the super-soul of, of everyone's own self. Thus, understanding your original personality they are able to cross over the ocean of illusory material existence. We've been hearing about how the sun and facets of the <clears throat> phenomenon of the sun is understood to illuminate aspects of Krishna the phenomenon of Krishna, who Krishna is, how he is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In this verse, we hear that Arka, the sun, is compared to the Guru. So we may say, well, how is that Vishnu Sahasranama? Because it's supposed to be names of Vishnu. But I'm, I'm taking a bit of a broad license in uh, explaining or, or attempting to explain how the sun, when we see the sun, we can <clears throat> relate this to the knowledge we have received from Shastra about Krishna, how to be Krishna conscious by seeing the sun. Now, this does fit with Krishna also because we have heard about the illumination of the sun it's just like when the sun rises, we see everything clearly. So when the sun of Krishna arises in our heart, then we can see everything very clearly. Jnana tutara jnanam yesham nashitam atmanaha 
Tesham Adityavajgyanam Prakashayati Tatparam. This is a verse I've quoted several times in the course of this discussion. When the when the sun, just like the sun's rising, we can see everything clearly. So when knowledge arises in our heart, we can see everything clearly. That's a gift from Krishna. Dadami Buddhi Yogam Tam. I give knowledge of Buddhi Yoga, intelligent the intelligence by by which they, the devoted souls, can come to me. But how is that knowledge received that is from the sun-like spiritual master? The spiritual master is like the sun in, in as much as he gives the knowledge. The, the knowledge arises within the heart, but that, that's another part of this discussion, how Krishna is within the heart as Chaitya Guru, the Guru within the heart, and he manifests externally as the spiritual master to speak the knowledge <clears throat> that we need to hear about himself, about Krishna. And for those who are of honest and sincere disposition, that knowledge, when they hear it from a bona fide spiritual master, that will resonate within the heart. That means the Chaitya Guru within the heart confirms, helps, it directs our intelligence to accept that knowledge. That's why the spiritual masters, they only speak this intimate knowledge to persons who are faithful. Faithful means they are, they, they, they have the first qualification to come in contact with Krishna, not to those who are always challenging. Of course, Nowadays, talks like this go out on YouTube, but mostly only persons of a faithful disposition will listen to talks like this. And it is very gratifying that uh, all of these talks on Vishnu Sahasranam are being listened by a considerable number of devotees. It's usually now getting up to around 2K views. It is gratifying because these talks are not very uh, entertaining in this, in the terms of material, sensual titillation. <clears throat> it's just about Krishna. <laughs> so the spiritual master is like the sun, in as much as gives knowledge. Uh, and in this way, now previously we said uh, the example was given, and that will be that will come up again in this series of talks how you can't see the sun with a flashlight. But this, so how can the spiritual master show the sun of Krishna? How can the, but it's not like showing a flashlight because the spiritual master is non-different from the Supreme Personality of Godhead in the function, in the matter of giving spiritual knowledge. It's just like Krishna speaks to Arjuna. Srila Prabhupada speaks to his disciples. His disciples speak to their disciples. If they give the message unchanged, it's the same knowledge. And it's, it's not parrot-like repeating. One has to actually follow and believe, and then Krishna will give the power of attorney, as Srila Prabhupada used that term. It's a legal term. He will give the power of attorney to such a person to transmit that knowledge to others. In this way, the 
Guru-disciple Parampara continues. So the spiritual master is like the sun in as much as it gives the knowledge by which ignorance is destroyed and then we can see Krishna. And when we see Krishna, by seeing you, Kunti Devi prayed to Krishna, we will no longer see repeated birth and death. <clears throat> what, what is that verse? Vipata santu tashashvat tatra tatra jagad garo bhavatang darshano yatsat apuna bhava darshanam. She prayed to Krishna. Previously, we had so many dangers and difficulties. Now, not. Because you, Krishna, have arranged for all those dangers and difficulties to be finished. But she's praying. Actually, I think it's better that we have so many dangers and difficulties because then we're always, we're, we very intensely see you. We feel very intensely related to you in danger and difficulty. And if we see you, then we no longer see repeated birth and death. I'm going to read from Srila Prabhupada's purport to Bhagavatam. Canto 4, Chapter 31, Text 5, in this regard, in regard of the sun-like spiritual master. Srila Prabhupada writes, Because of the night's darkness, everyone is afraid of rogues and thieves, especially in great cities. People are often afraid to go out on the streets, and we understand that even in a great city like New York, people do not like to go out at night. <laughs> in certain areas in particular, that's true. Of course, they go out to bars and to Broadway. <clears throat> in certain areas are particularly uh, crime-prone. More or less, Srila Prabhupada continues, when it is night, everyone is afraid, either in the city or in the village. What are you afraid of in the village? Well, <laughs> I'm living in a village. And uh, snakes, you can be afraid of snakes. There may be robbers out. It depends on the law and order situation in that area and on the wealth of the, of the uh, people. Generally in the villages, people don't have so much money, so there's not much, not, not much of the gangs or any such thing. Snakes, uh, there can be drunken people, who assault you, but that's also not very common in the villages. As I see it, the main danger now is um, snakes. And people are afraid of ghosts also, there may be, at night, in the village especially. However, Srila Prabhupada writes, as soon as the sun rises, everyone is relieved. Similarly, this material world is dark by nature. Everyone is afraid of danger at every moment. But when one sees a devotee like Narada, because this verse is speaking about Narada, all fear is relieved. Just as the sun disperses darkness, the appearance of a great sage like Narada disperses ignorance. When one meets Narada or his representative, a spiritual master, one is freed from all anxiety brought about by ignorance. So the example of the sun's illumination compared to knowledge and the great saintly devotees 
they are um, giving knowledge, which clears ignorance. So they're giving illumination, and in that way, they're like the sun. Here is a verse from uh, Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 10, Text 41. Sadhunang samachittanang sutarang matkritatmanam darshanan no bhavedbandha pungsokshno saviturjata. So savitu, hear that this is the word for the sun here. The translation, when one is face to face with the sun, there is no longer darkness for one's eyes. Similarly, when one is face to face with a sadhu, a devotee, who is fully determined and surrendered to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one will no longer be subject to material bondage. So it's, it's uh, similar, that the uh, similar example, when one is face to face, when you're just looking at the sun. It's not recommended except sunrise and sunset because of the too bright, at least in this part of the world. <clears throat> then there's no question of darkness. So when one is face to face with the sadhu, one will no longer be subject to material bondage, which is just like darkness. Another uh, meaning we can take for this is that the devotees are bright, they're illuminating. They are illuminated, we could say, inasmuch as because devotees are bright, they are freed from sense gratification. Therefore, the brightness of the soul shines through. And that's true, even of those who are not devotees, but who are sense-controlled, they have a brightness, a bright aura. As uh, our beloved Dina Bandhu Prabhu, one of the most beloved devotees in our movement, he likes to tell a story of seeing, seeing Srila Prabhupada arrive at one airport and one worker there, a, a black man, said, that man, he's shining, he's shining, talking about Srila Prabhupada. He's a very simple man, obviously, but he experienced how Srila Prabhupada is so shining and so bright. Uh, bright with the spiritual bliss shines through. Then when the, the, the coverings of the soul are not there, then the spiritual brightness shines through. When there's no longer anxiety, lust, greed, and so many dirty things covering our whole consciousness and the brightness of the soul shines through. And we see that in saintly people. If, if we see someone who's supposed to be saintly but they look morose, that means they're meditating on sense gratification. They're not properly situated. Another point we can get from this is that when we meet a person who can relieve all our problems, it's just like a great relief, just like when the sun rises. We heard from this verse from Bhagavatam. When the sun rises, it's a great relief. All our fear goes away. All our anxiety goes away. So many, uh, 
many devotees experience that on meeting Srila Prabhupada for the first time, or maybe not for the first time, or some, some exchange. I'm going to read a few quotes from a book I read recently, which is called A Bond of Love, Srila Prabhupada and His Daughters. Uh, it's snippets of memories from disciples, of female disciples of Srila Prabhupada. And I've just uh, extracted a few quotes of how these devotees, they experienced Srila Prabhupada's uh, love, uh, transformative power, how, how Srila Prabhupada impacted them by his personal association, maybe a glance, maybe a smile. And as I've said many times, the smile does not make a guru. It's not just, but that can be very powerful for one who is actually connected with Krishna. Uh, so I'll, I'll read a few quotes from that book about the, the powerful effect that Srila Prabhupada had, had on others, just illuminating the lives of these devotees and so many other devotees. Uh, so this is a quote from... Uh, Actually, I don't. I'm reading out the names, but I don't personally know most of these great souls. Uh, this is a quote from Nagapatni Mataji. She's she's recalled. I felt more love from Srila Prabhupada than anyone else, and I knew that it was true love, real love. Anything else I th ever thought was love was not the same. How do you explain the amount of love he gave everyone? So the, well, this, is not a, this is not a particular instance, but it's an overall impression that the, quali the, the kind of love that Srila Prabhupada gave, she said, he, she shared, it, it was true love, real love, and just in so much love. Here's a quote from... Ragatmika Mataji, who I understand is now living in Alachua, like so many of Srila Prabhupada's disciples. Srila Prabhupada was more than a spiritual father. He was also like a real father. He was kind to young children. He showed tolerance and compassion and playfulness. That's a very interesting observation. Because so many devotees, and it seems to be more the lady devotees, they saw, they saw Srila Prabhupada as, a, as a, like a spiritual father. But Ragatmika Mataji is pointing out he was also like a real father in as much as the way he dealt with young children. And many devotees noted that Srila Prabhupada is very fond of young children. And he was very fond of teasing them, playing with them. There's a whole series of photos of Srila Prabhupada on the lawn at Paktivedanta Manor playing with uh, some fortunate young child who's probably a grandfather by now, or grandmother. <laughs> uh, Prafulla Mukhi Mataji, beautiful name. She who has a smiling face. So she, uh, her name means she who has a smiling face, named for Radharani, Prafulla Mukhi. And she recalled one particular anecdote. Well, Srila Prabhupada saw me and smiled. Prafulla Mukhi, yeah, I mean, like blossoming, very happy face. 
Srila Prabhupada saw me and smiled. At that moment, I realized that no one had ever loved me before. Not really. So what she's implying is that no doubt her mother and her father and others had loved her, but this is a different kind of love. I was bathed, she says, in the warmth of his smile, and my life was changed forever. This is from Mighty Lee Mataji, who's famous or used to be famous for her extraordinary bravery in attempting to protect Sri Sri Radha Raspihari in the infamous incident in the early 1970s when the temple in Bombay was attacked. Of course, that's not all she did, but she became particularly well known for that. So she states, I always felt affection from Prabhupada in a way that I never conceived was possible from anyone. Hmm. This is a similar theme. I felt a deep love from him and I felt very secure. I never thought anybody could completely steal my heart, but Prabhupada did. I never thought I'd surrender to anybody, but I surrendered to him. He empowered me to do the things I did, to tolerate the austerities. No matter what, I ju jumped to do anything he asked. Tolerate the austerities, particularly in Bombay in those days. It was very, very austere for all the devotees living there. This is from Mahavishnu Priya Mataji. I believe this is an anecdote from Los Angeles. Anyway, when he was leaving, he, Srila Prabhupada, was waving at everybody in a general way. And I wanted Prabhupada to look at me. I thought, Prabhupada, just look at me, just look at me, Prabhupada. He seemed to be looking at everyone else but me. Then I thought, with all these great Sankirtan devotees and pujaris here, why would Prabhupada look at you? You're just cleaning the bathrooms. The instant I thought that, as if Prabhupada could hear me, our eyes locked. So many incidents like this with Srila Prabhupada. Mystical. Srila Prabhupada never emphasized the mystical. He wanted to emphasize the practical, surrender to Krishna. But mystical things like this happened again and again. Our, our eyes locked, and then I... The spirit soul shimmered. It was the most brilliantly lit situation. So here we have Guru Varaka, the guru who is just like the sun. Tears burst out of my eyes and I experienced a love of such intensity that I could hardly bear it. A love I had never felt from anyone, not even my own mother. I felt Prabhupada loved me so much that I could, I could not even hold his glance. I had to look away. As I did so, I was crying, saying, Prabhupada loves me. He loves me. He doesn't even know me, but he loves me. Oh, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. This is from a lady devotee called Ananta. Sorry. And here's the one from Mahavishnu Priyamataji. One morning while, while Gurudev was talking, his words had a particular heavy effect upon me. 
and I was crying, tears of joy, gratitude, appreciation, relief, validation, and so many emotions all rolled into one were exploding in my heart. So this can all be compared to the the sun, Srila Prabhupada's mercy and love and just like the sun suddenly appearing in our lives after we've been in darkness. Here's one from Anada Mataji, uh, which sums it all up. We were all in love with Srila Prabhupada and he was in love with his disciples. Very nice. Here's a quote from the Srila Prabhupada Remembrances series that, uh, by Siddhanta Prabhu. This is from uh, Malati, Malati Devidasi. Srila Prabhupada didn't come to exploit, but he genuinely cared and was concerned for everyone who came to him. We definitely felt that. I, yeah, this is uh, San Francisco, 1967, wild situation. We definitely felt that. Never before from anyone else in our lives, not even our own parents, had we felt the love and care and concern that Srila Prabhupada had for us. Krishna consciousness was a process of falling in love with Srila Prabhupada. We were responding to the warm, deep, great love that he offered us. So the sun, when we see the sun, we can remember, among all the other things we're remembering in relation to Krishna, how the great devotees, they are sun-like acharyas uh, in giving knowledge, in giving love, in just lighting up our lives. Another lesson we can learn from the sun is around the other way. I'll just read from the Bhagavatam, Canto 6, Chapter 16, Text 46, and then you'll understand what I'm talking about. Viditam mananta samastam tava jagadat mano janair iha charitam vigyapyang paramaguru kayad iva savitur iva kadyotaihi. Savitu, again, the word for the sun is here, and kadyot means a glow worm. So the verse translation O unlimited! Supreme Personality of Godhead. Whatever a living entity does in this material world is well known to you because you are the Supersoul. In the presence of the sun, there is nothing to be revealed by the light of a glowworm. Similarly, because you know ev everything in your presence, there is nothing for me to make known. So Krishna knows everything. In the presence of the sun, there is nothing to be revealed by the light of a glow worm. I used to read this or hear this example, but I didn't know what it meant until I came to India. And in, 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 even in the cities in India, you won't understand. Maybe in, at night when everything is dark and you're in your room, there may be a little glow worm, which gives a tiny little bit. It's, 
it gives out light, not continuously, but continually, like on and off, on and off, on and off. It gives a tiny little light by which you can know it's there, but you can't see anything by it. What to speak of seeing the sun? There's, a, I, there's, it doesn't reveal anything except that it's there. That's all. Now, in this regard, I would like to read from Srila Prabhupada's purport uh, to the Bhagavatam, 10th Canto, Chapter 13, again talking about Lord Brahma. The glowworm appears very important at night. Yeah, in a dark room, might be the only thing you can see, but it's not, not that very important. But in the daytime, its glow has no value. Tiny little light. There must be. We have uh, twenty watt bulbs. Sometimes they're called zero watt bulbs. Just night lights. Very small glow by which we can just see slightly in, in the night. But the glowworm is even less than that. It must be like point point one volt or something like that. Whatever little value it has, the glowworm, in the daytime, it is lost. Similarly, Brahma became insignificant in the presence of Krishna's mystic power. So bogus gurus. Sometimes Srila Prabhupada compared these bogus gurus to glowworms. Because we're talking about a genuine guru who gives the light of spiritual knowledge, but then a glowworm, they don't give any spiritual knowledge. They don't... They don't illuminate anything. The only thing is that you can see them. When you're in the darkness, you see them. But they don't give any light. They don't illuminate anything. But if we're in the sunlight of knowledge of Krishna, then we don't even see, we're not even interested. The glowworm has no, it just doesn't mean anything to us whatsoever. So there may be so many bogus gurus, but, but without giving knowledge of Krishna, they, they may appear very important to people who are in the darkness of ignorance. But to people who are blessed to have their lives illuminated by the light of spiritual knowledge given by Guru and Krishna, the glowworms are of no interest whatsoever. And with that thought, uh, I'll finish this talk and pray to all the devotees to light up their lives with Krishna consciousness and try to spread that light to others also. Just as the sun relieves us from the fear and anxiety and cares of darkness. We're so fortunate to have been relieved from the darkness of ignorance by the knowledge received through the Guru Parampara from all the great Acharyas and disciplic succession. And they ask us, conveying Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's order, they ask us to also continue distributing that knowledge to others. Jare deko tare koha krishna upadesh amaragyai guru hoya taro edesh. That is the uh, order of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. 
when he gave the spiritual knowledge which lit up the life of the Karma Brahmana, he told him to con to distribute this knowledge to others, to become a guru, guruvarika, an illuminating guru, illuminating like the sun, so that others can see everything clearly. So let us be illuminating like the sun and not some miserable little glowworm. Vancha kalpa tarubhyas cha kripa sindhuga evacha patita nam pavame bhyo vaishnave bhyo namo namaha. Dante nidhaya chunakang padayane patya kritva cha kakushatame tadaham bravimi. Haste sadava sakala eva vihaya durat. Gauranga chandra charane kurutanu raga. Parivaditu jano yata tata va nanu mokarona vayang vichara yamaha. Hari rasa madira madati mata bhuvi vilutama nartama nirvishama. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare.